Thanks for listening to part two of our discussion about running original stories in established settings with really prominent stories, like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Dune, or the Marvel or DC universes where we pick up here. If you haven't listened to part one, I would go back and do that first because we lay out the parameters of this discussion at the beginning of that episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Yeah, both of these are cases of where if you want to play as Batman, you could, if you want to play in Batman's world, everyone knows what Gotham looks like. And the fact that, you know, these guys never get killed, they just get put in Arkham and they escape and cause more trouble. Um, and if you want to be the Justice League and be fighting, you know, Darkseid, if you want to play the Avengers and you're fighting, you know, Thanos or Kang or something, it's very, very easy to come up with those stories. Are you going to worry about the fact that, well, you know, if you want to say, if you want to pigeonhole yourself and say, we're playing in the MCU, you're making things hard for yourself. Yeah. Because now you are, well, for start, there are no other superheroes apart from the main ones. If you're playing them, if you playing in sort of more of a comic world or just a mishmash, or you actually just accept the multiverse and go, right, we're in Earth, you know, you pick your birth date, um, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can just, we're in whatever version of Marvel you want to play. You can take the setting and you play with the characters you like. They're there. They can be the NPCs or you play them as yourself. You can make your own characters. It, it, it's easy to play in it, but you have to be sensible about it. I mean, Whereas we said in the other ones, you might need to do time jumps. Here, you actually just world jump. Yeah, we're playing in an alternate world. It's 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 technically it's canon. Like in both of those, they have alternate worlds. So, you know, that would be my thing. If you actually want to say, I want to play in the MCU straight after Endgame, I think you you could do that. But again, you're sort of you know why why restrict yourself? There's a whole massive Marvel world out there. But I guess if all you know is the films, um, then you want want to run with the film stuff. It's fine. Well, then you. Everything's pretty much either go before Endgame or before Infinity War and Endgame when loads of stuff kicked off or you go after Endgame when actually the world essentially returned to a, a nice, easy status quo. Um, so again, it's, 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 it's doable. It always needs that bit. Or you play through it. I mean, that's the one thing that's worth pointing out that the, the Marvel um, the Marvel for role-playing game is one of the few games I've seen where they go, right, we're going to give you the story and you can play through the actual stories mm-hmm as they happen and you can change the outcome you know it's a cool idea to say right well we're going to give you the bare bones of civil war and you can play civil war either with the actual characters or your own characters and you can change the outcome because we don't care we're going to let you do that i've not seen another role-playing game do that i don't know i mean you know, i the, the wonderful thing about say marvel or dc as settings is that i know nothing about them not to say i know nothing about them like captain america who's that superman who's that it's not that it's the contemporary yeah. Marvel storyline and the contemporary DC storyline, which I'll say the last maybe 15 years worth of movies and such, I, I don't, I know nothing. I've seen some of the movies. I've liked some of the movies I've seen. I know nothing about it. And so uh, I would be the one who would just say, uh, make it up as I go. Um, it, if I were inclined yeah. to run supers, I would likely run it, it in a proprietary world. And if I had some Marvel or DC superhero that I liked, I would just make a, a lousy, you know, stand-in version of them or something like that. So I, I'm I'm saved from that. Like I always tell people, you know, like, oh, didn't you read comic books when you were a kid? I'm like, yeah, I read GI Combat and Weird War. 
You know, I read All Star Squadron, which was about a group of American superheroes who beat up like Nazi saboteurs in 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 the United States during the war, during World War II. Like, no, I think Supers is one of those things that Supers is good for a one shot. I want to play such and such a character. The, the, the thing that makes both Marvel and DC, Marvel and DC, it's the characters. Yeah, it is. The, the storylines, you know, occasionally, I'm sure there have been particularly outstanding storylines, but it's the characters that people enjoy. And that's the things you want to play in. So, you know, if you want to be fighting against classic Marvel or DC bad guys and then have, you know, one of the other heroes turn up and fist bump you at the end, then, you know, that makes for a, a cool adventure. You know? Yeah. If, if anything, they're quite easy settings to run in because Marvel basically is New York. Again and again and again. Yeah. yeah. And and DC is 10 different cities, which are all basically New York yeah. because apparently, you know, Metropolis is New York, but so is Gotham. You want to move on to the, what we think is the most difficult level of this? Well, one of these, I've, yeah. One of these I've already hit, hinted at. So back to a D&D one, which is, which is Dragon Lars. Now, like I said, I, haven't, I don't know huge about this. I've read bits of the novels. You said you've only read sort of one of the novels. I read the first one. I got it when, when it first came out, and I started reading it, and I was bored with it. And then I read it like three or four years ago because I figured, well, it's Dragonlance. Everyone's read this, and I, I really I thought it was not good. Yeah, I think I've read them. Um, I think I've read... I probably borrowed them from the library, but didn't read them in order. I only read bits of them, and it seemed kind of cool. But I remember trying to get like the Dragonlance Chronicles and go back and reread it when I was older. And actually, going there, this just isn't great. But that's certainly one where the Dragonlance yeah. world it is that story. If you try and play outside of that story, it's just another D and D world. It's not really anything special. The special thing is again, it's the characters, the characters right. and that story. But the one way you can play in that is that off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure they released all those as modules. I'm, I'm convinced that whether it was the actual authors of the books mm -hmm. or someone else, I'm sure that the different books were, were modules and you could play through um, like the dragon, you know, like the main dragon Lance story. I'm, I'm pretty sure you could play through that. So kind of, like I said, just like they did, um, which one did I say you could do it with? Oh, whatever one I said you could do that with. You could just play through the actual story yourself. Oh, Marvel have done it. Um, that I'm pretty sure you could do that back in... Wow, this is actually first. Yeah, edition, you know, I'm looking right now on DMs Guild, and they have... There are adventures for my dogs barking. You know how some dogs, they look dumb? You know what I'm talking about? My, my neighbor next door has a standard poodle that's its back is like two feet. It's a big dog. And it has this giant shock of like floofy gray hair and its eyes roll around in its head like a cartoon dog. And that damn thing barks endlessly. Like if a leaf rustles, the dog barks for not kidding, half an hour straight. And it gets old, but I'm not going to let my dogs get out there and bark. Okay. You're right. On DMs Guild, they have a bunch of uh, they have Dragons of Autumn, yeah. uh, b -b you know, Legend of the Twins, Dragons of Spring. It's all uh, D and D. It's older editions. It's not the current edition. So you're right. There's yeah, you can get two E ones yep. as well. There's a Dragon Lance Classic Volumes One, Two, and Ooh. Three. So yeah, I think you can actually when Black Roses Bloom, Second Edition. All that great stuff. So it's all yeah. You're right. It's all there. Um, but I think other than actually doing that, I feel like it would be quite hard to play in something where the story that they wrote is so, and the characters are so key to that world. You know, like you can do the stuff, in, like we said, you could play before that event or after that event. 
are you putting to use the most salient, unique, and interesting elements of that story with the and that setting? I and I yeah, I think you're right. I don't I don't see any daylight between them. But you said you weren't all that hip on the story, and I wasn't all that hip on the story, so we can dispense with Dragonlance. Yeah. Pick ones we know better then. What about the the expanse? So um have you finished it yet? Yes, I did. I finished watching okay. it last week. I was very happy. Well, uh, I was happy that certain person who I can't name because then that spoilers got his comeuppance. But I wish his I wish his comeuppance had been more horrible. Yeah, way more horrible. <laughs> way slower. Way more someone in his face saying yes, yes. Yeah. I wanted more Joffrey turning purple with a crowd watching <laughs> and cheering. And me yeah. shouting at the TV, yes, yeah. yes, Joffrey. Sorry, I if anyone hasn't I... seen Game of Thrones, you know, that was five years ago. That's, I'm totally okay with spoiling that. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to spoil The Expanse. Well, maybe we'll come back to it in a couple of weeks. But I was, overall, I was, I was happy with what they did. I wish it, I wish it would have had a couple more episodes, but. Yeah, totally. But, but here's, here's the trouble. I think, I think it's a great setting. Like the idea of a near future Earth uh, not faster than light with politics and factions and places and groups that are recognizable descendants of us. I really find that interesting. But what makes the expanse the expanse is the story, not yeah. the setting. And so how do you how do you how do you run that? How do you do that without being yeah. part of the the blue goo story? Yeah, I mean I the only reason like I said I've I've said a lot of times how much I really enjoyed the expanse system. I thought it was a good job. If maybe it was a bit too actiony for the system, but it, it worked. We had a lot of fun with it and the adventure that I played, we really enjoyed. I do not think at all. I could come up with an adventure that took place in the expanse setting myself. I would not have a clue. You know, I used the pre-written one that, that green Ronin had, had done, um, which it was cool. It kind of went, went alongside sort of maybe the first, two books or series then you meet characters from you know like fred johnson and stuff so you meet characters who are in the series which are cool but again that had to be written in such a way that well at this point of time we know that this character is here yep. and this hasn't happened and actually we got a bit confused because we couldn't work out it took us a bit of a while to work out was the adventure before the the blue goop crashes into venus or afterwards because that makes a massive difference. Yeah, Before that, sure does. there is no alien life. And after that, now suddenly aliens are real or some kind of alien, there's something out there. Um, and so it was a bit confusing. Like, did, did the players know or not know about protomolecule? Because again, before that, or before is it, whichever station gets destroyed by it, no one knows about protomolecule. And then after that, now people know about it, but you know, people do or don't believe it, a bit like climate change or COVID or pick any other thing right. that half the right. population Right, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, and so we were very confused initially of, oh, what do the players know in terms of what does the whole, what does the, you know, what does the, the what does the inner and the outer sphere know? Um, and it took me a while to work out in that adventure where we were. And once I had, then it was right, fine. But again, that's such a key point. And, but a lot of other, you know, then the creation of the, of the, of the ring, um, the ring travel, what then happens in, uh, what now happens, you know, at the end of the season six and the book six. You're massively constrained if you are playing in that world because those things aren't that far apart from each other. Every single one of those things happening massively changes what's going on. 
But again, like you said, the, the setting kind of feels like it is the story. And if you set a death outside that, I just don't know what you're doing. I mean, what, you're a rock hopper, then you, 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 you pick some minerals off an asteroid and you go to a station and you sell it. I mean, it's, that's not the ex- In a way, you could, and I'm going to short circuit, my, I'm going to yank the carpet out from underneath myself here. You could say, hey, you know, like uh, we could, like you said with Edge of the Empire, you know, I, I could run a bounty hunter or I could run a smuggler or something like that. You could do that and set that before the events of, but there's a point with the events of the, 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 the book series, or the, the TV series, at least. The trouble, though, with that is the time, like the timeline during which these things take place is not that long. And so no. unless you decide to just say, well, that's that's a decade down the, the road and we're just not going to play our characters for that long because some new game will come out and we'll dump this one and be interested in that and leave because <laughs> that, that always happens shiny new thing you just you just made i think the, the the key point here is that so many of the the twists and turns in the story are so massive and they are not deniable they're not things that you as the bounty hunter or the rock hopper can ignore because they're going to affect like at, at some point or another the story of the expanse capital t capital e is there those things are going to intrude into the game and because yeah. these things happen over such a relatively short time period, there really isn't a way to hide. And you're only in the one solar system unless you go through the ring and you go to, you know, planet blah, 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 somewhere else. And then the question is, well, you know, what, what are you doing aside from the idea, aside from the look, the aesthetic and the tech level? Like, what are you doing that's the expanse at that point? Yeah. I think if I really want to play an expanse, the only thing is just this point. From what I understand, between book six and seven, there's like a 30-year age. Yeah, I haven't read any which of is them. Why? Yeah, I haven't. I'm planning to. But I, I think that's why they're not doing the next, they're not carrying on because essentially the characters would all be too young. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll pick it up in 30 years. That'd be cool. Um, so I guess you could play there. And if you, you know, if you've read the next three books and you know what's gonna happen then you could probably play in that time period. The other thing, and I actually think it would be really cool, is you could plan it, think about it. People have said this in the past. There are there are four main members on the, on the Ross and Art. Play them. Yeah, you, could, you have yeah. four players, play, play them. You know, they don't have to be whole, they don't have to be those four people. They're the four people that were sent from the Kant to look at the, you know, whatever the shit was, the current now. Um, and that's, that's your party. And then you run them through. Now things are going to go different and it won't work and it but then you know what other things are going to happen in the world but they could make different choices and you know that would be cool it could also be a complete disaster but hey maybe everybody dies I, and then you end. i think that would take you would need a special group of players to want to oh, do yeah. that you know the, the old yes. victory games james bond rpg back in the 80s was premised on the notion that you would play James, someone would play James Bond and some of his sidekicks, or, or if not, you would still play through the, the movies, the vast yeah. majority of the adventures they put out were all the movies. And then they put out some sequels that they made up, but otherwise, like you want to play the man with the golden gun. That's why you play the James Bond role-playing game. And I think that, you know, the, the games that have, I think most games that have been built on the assumption that players will want to play known characters, most of those have not worked. The original uh, TSR Indiana Jones role-playing game had did not have a, a character creation system. A supplement finally did. Um, you know the the original Marvel superheroes, yeah. but you have lots of different heroes from which to choose. 
Um, I think where you have a problem with some of them is that when it's one character, a James Bond role-playing game doesn't work because James Bond's one dude. Yeah. Indiana Jones is one guy. Yeah. People are used to playing, you know, the classic party of four. Actually, for me, I frequently only have one or two players. So those kind of things work, work, work better. Right. Um, I think you're... But yeah, a lot of, doesn't work as a role-playing game for most people. You know, I, I do think, though, your idea, of if, if you had, like, let's say you had some friends who they're aware of, but they haven't watched all of nor read any of The Expanse. Yeah. You could just say, listen, you know, we're going to we're going to go ahead and start right here. You could you could start the campaign on the lifeboat after the Canterbury has been destroyed. <laughs> now you're stuck. Yeah. And you're right. They're going to make different choices. Things different things are going to happen. Boy, that'd be a lazy. That'd be a terrifically lazy way to run a campaign because it's all there. You just have to tell them, don't watch the show because I'm stealing from. Yeah. It. So I heard a thing this way. I don't know if it's true or not, but someone said because obviously the, the the books were based in some part on like a role-playing yeah um i read this thing that the reason that one of the that actually when they escape from the canter on that lifeboat there's actually five of them and one of them dies sorry spoilers but again this is like really old now um and supposedly that person was a fifth player but he couldn't commit to the game and so he left the game and that's why the off the play i don't know if that's true but that's a really cool story it is I'll, I'll see what I can find to verify that. Okay, I, I think we've potentially found a solution to the expanse. Or I have another one. You could also, if you're right, and I, and I don't know, but if you're right about like the, the books that are coming out or the books that, that, that pick up after what we saw in the series, if those are decades down the road, if you have players who haven't read those, you could just pillage from those. And not only would you have then story uh, material, but you could tell your players, watch the series, and then it doesn't ruin anything, and it also establishes the setting and the aesthetic. So, so, so far for our ones where the story is so intertwined with the, with the setting, it's difficult to run. Our solution is play the story. Let's, play the story. Let's see how we get on with our third one, which is, it's another Modiphius one. So we have actually managed to, you know, we're not total 2D. Well, Modiphius doesn't uh, come up with their own right, They keep taking these, you know, they're not idiots. They keep yeah. taking these really good settings to, to yep. play things. Funnily enough, people are interested in these uh, in these settings, um, which is, you suggested it, which is Dune. Dune. You, you put a you put a letter E, a little like a, like a, a sub-mentioned, under-mentioned, under-pronounced E between the D and the U, but that's okay. It should be a J. It's J. <laughs> oh, Dune. Oh, I like that. <laughs> And I'm just saying, do yeah, D O O anyway. When I got the, I, I wasn't going to get the role playing game originally because I only had vague memories of the thing. But then I knew, I partly I knew the new film was coming out, uh, and then I also I think I saw some blurb on the back. Oh, this looks like the system's going to be quite different. This will be really cool. So I, I, you know, I paid for the to get you know the pre release PDFs, and initially I was like, this, this yeah, some really cool stuff in it. And then of course I realised I don't understand half the stuff they did with the system. <laughs> um. Well, there was some really good stuff in the world that like, you know, it was only little, little bits, but here, planet here and a planet there and how some of the stuff works. And I was like, this seems really exciting, but I want to know more. Um, so what I didn't want was a 150 page book set on Arrakis. Right. Because it's the galaxy. It's the, you said this about Traveller, you know, there's worlds upon worlds upon worlds and you can play in that world because there's so much other stuff to do. Now, June supposedly is saying there's, there's loads of other worlds there, but I have no idea what to do in it. Like the, the idea right. we come up with, you come up with your own house and you kind of scheme and plot and stuff. But 
isn't there all this really important stuff happening from the book slash film, which, you know, changes as far as I know is going to change, like who's in charge of like the galaxy and therefore anything I do is irrelevant because plus doesn't everything just happen on this stupid sand planet? Yeah. You know, what's hard is I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wager a, a, a baseless, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to guess something for which I have zero evidence. But because I feel that it's true, it must be. I think the vast majority of people, even like sci-fi nerds, are they are familiar with Dune. That is the planet Dune. Yes. Dune as a story that takes place around sandworms and people with still suits, and that's it. Uh, the vast majority of people who I've met who have read Dune, they have only read the original Dune. I, I have... I know of only a handful of people who have read any of the other novels. I am one of these people who has only read the original novel. And so for me, I don't know anything else. Like I Caladan, I saw what Caladan looked like. It looked like it, I don't know, it looked like Ireland or something like that. <laughs> or pictures I've seen of Ireland. It looked they were right near a <laughs> coast. Right and, it's very, and it's very green. Yeah. And uh, and then you have Gady Prime where the Harkonnens are from, and it looks like cyberpunk. I thought that was just in a spaceship. Was that a planet? Yeah, Gaty Prime is supposed to be just like, it's supposed to be like Coruscant, but nasty. Uh, I just thought they were like in a ship or something. No, from what I understand. Yeah. That's for, I could be wrong. No, no, you're probably uh, right. But, it, just, um, it wasn't clear. But, uh, but that's it. You know, um, I don't know of anything beyond that. And the trouble is, for me, because that's all I know, and because everyone I know, that's all they know, the important and salient and like impactful aspects of Dune as a property is that, that stinking planet. Mm. So once you leave it, I don't know if it's Dune anymore. I, I mean, I, I wish they, I wish, I hope that Modiphius is successful enough with the line that they put out some other books that you can say, wow, that d there is a common element that ties it to the storyline on Arrakis, but it's not on Arrakis. And I see possibilities for other stories because like you said, this is like Dragonlance. The story is the setting. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of two ways to look at this. One is that I, I have to agree with you when it comes to like play. I think actually playing in that June world, I think I would really struggle with other than doing the kind of inevitably now, ah, just play the story. Just, just play as the main characters from the films and they can be the PCs. It'll be fine. Um, but the other thing is, you know, like if, if I took the Dune rules and ignored that kind of main story and I was going to play in the intrigue and all this plotting and stuff, I don't, you don't really see a lot of that in the film. I mean, okay, I guess in the essence you do that one, one house is plotting against another house, but it's like, it's not, I mean, they say they're plotting, but it's like, here, have our planet. Now we attack you. That's not massive plotting. That's not Game of Thrones level, you know, five seasons later, something comes to fruition sure. plotting. Um, you know, that, that was very much um you know even you know the, the the duke says well i know that we're going to get screwed over i know that this is going to end badly for us um and i know we're walking into a trap but i'm going to walk into that trap anyway because i don't have a choice you know this is not this is not really scheming plotting um i could quite happily take the uh the june rules for all the cool stuff about like we said the top level things but if i'm playing just is, is it june or is it just sci-fi is it just yeah, a sci-fi yeah. where there are houses and the houses are plotting against each other and I can do warfare? Is that June? Is June June if it's not set on June? I know that. And that's, that's the, the problem I have it. To me, it doesn't feel like it is. 
But is June June if Sting isn't in underwear? Winged underwear, no less. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one because it for me, I, I think it's interesting, you know, and thus far I have resisted um I've resisted buying it, but I don't know what I would do with it. You know, and 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 I get again, that's that that trouble of um because the the story that exists is so world shaking that you can't ignore it and be playing it as far as I'm concerned, unless everyone agrees that like, Hey, that's cool. We're just going to ignore it. Or you as GM really have to be conscious of like, what's going to happen when my game, my, pardon me, my story butts up against this undeniably world shaking event. I think to me, it comes down to, and, and this works for, like I said, we've got those settings at the bottom where the settings are so big or vast or the story is so narrow that actually you can play around that story. It's fine. I think when it comes to the other two, we kind of, kind of, we've kind of nailed it. And essentially, your options, although I've just thought of a third, a third one, but your options kind of, you play in a different time period. You play yeah. before or after the yeah. world shaking event, so it's not a problem. But you know, if these settings are good enough, the settings still, you know, to, you said Star Wars to you doesn't exist outside of the film, but to me, Star Wars does because as long as there's a cantina with ten weird different aliens, um, and there's a stormtrooper guy that you know will cause trouble then I'm, I'm playing Star Wars, so I'm happy. So play a different time period. Play the adventure itself. Um, yeah. Or uh, the third one to me would actually kind of go, well, a what if? What if, you know, so if we're saying June, what if instead of House Atreides being given June, what if your house is? So that's not, it's, you know, arguably it's still playing the adventure, but it's going like, sure, right, what if that never happened? What if the Harkonnens never gave up June? And you just pretend that never happened. Now, arguably, then you're coming into the thing that you said, well, is it still that? Are you actually doing it? But it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's a what if it's, you know, Marvel does this stuff all the time. What if this super important key thing actually didn't happen? Then your players get to play in that world at the same time period, but it's different. And then you're going to find out what happens. Which, you know, what's, what's interesting about that approach, I never thought about that, actually. Or if I did, I forgot that I thought of it. That enables you to play with that which has already been created and with which people are familiar and maybe is what drew them to that setting and is interesting them in your story but it doesn't put them in the position of you saying you don't want to play james holden you don't want to play amos okay yeah you know you will we'll, we'll just approach this story differently and not put you in the role of the existing antag or protagonist but we will we'll we'll just take it yeah. from a different approach that with Dune, I mean, that 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 could be I mean, neat. I mean, you can kind of you know. do this great in Star Wars as well, because if you kind of do a, I mean, you can do a really simple little thing, but if you do, like, right, what if uh, what if the red droid that was going to be sold to Owen Lars doesn't blow its motivator? So then R2 stays with the Jawas. The red droid goes to goes to Luke, but because he doesn't run off, eventually the, the Stormtroopers will turn up and they just kill everyone, including Luke. Luke dies, which means the Death Star is not destroyed because no one rescues Princess Leia. The Death Star lives. The Death Star probably blows up Alderaan and a whole bunch more places. The Empire rules supreme. Then you can play a rebel thing against that for the next 20 years because unless they've got another Jedi, they ain't defeating the Emperor. Wow. That's okay. So then that... suddenly you're playing Star Wars and you're playing Star Wars where the rebellion is still fighting the Empire because Luke doesn't exist. It's totally different. 
or you just say Luke died in Beggar's Canyon back home because he, you know, failed a dice roll or something. But yeah, <laughs> the, but the red droid thing's weird. I'm sure I don't think I've I don't think I've made that up. Now I'm pretty sure I read something that's like that's like you change that one little thing, that little red droid goes to Owen. R five D four. Everything else is totally different. So what you could potentially, you could take an existing story and you could find where is a fork in the road? Yeah. Where is a key um, like hinge in that story and just run a counterfactual? Yeah. Okay. What if this thing happened in its place and then add some time and some events and say, okay, where would your character, that could re that's actually a really cool approach. I mean, you, you can kind of do wow. the same thing in the Lord of the Rings where you basically go, you, you change the party. You have the same thing. The, 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 ring gets to, the ring gets to Riverdale. And then Frodo goes, I'm done. Frodo leaves. If Frodo leaves, Sam, the other two leaves. Um, and then, you know, just change. There's, there were other people at that table. So that's it. You, you play, right, you're going to have the four, you know, you can still have Aragorn and, and Boromir, Dwarf, Elf. Uh, I do know their names. Obviously, it's Legolas. Uh, you have those four, and then right, you need four more. Right, well, that's your four PCs. Right, straight out of River, <coughs> straight out of, um, straight out of Riverdale. Um, when they're climbing up the mountain, oh, four of them fall off. Right, well, now you're left with Gandalf, who's the biggest NPC ever. I mean, Gandalf's yeah. not a player. G Gandalf is, you know, Deus Ex Machina. That's that's totally. who Gandalf is, uh, and the four PCs. G Gandalf uh, is the DM saying, "Oh crap, my players have come completely off the rails." And all this session prep and all these minis I painted are, are, are this is a freaking oh, go that way. That is exactly what <laughs> Either Gandalf that. is. Or, just, or Gandalf I had is, not realized that before. The, the, the GM wanted to play, but he was like, oh, no, I guess I'm going to have to run. So he's like, right, well, I am making the most over-the-top powerful character. You guys can have a bunch of little hobbits and dwarves and elves. I'm having a wizard. One of the players goes, can I be with? Nope. 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 We're playing Lord no of the Rings. World. Sorry. Yep. No, there's only five wizards in the world. He's the, he's one of them. And I'm four and of them. I'm, yeah. And he will disappear when I feel like it. And he will come <laughs> back when you need help. Probably oh on an Oh my goodness. He will, he will come up on the And you just play, you know. I mean, that sounds like that party is is not getting the ring to the mountain. Um, but hey, they might have fun on the way. But they're not they're not getting far. Oh, it's all right, because Gandalf will turn up with some eagles and fly them to the next destination. Sure, why not? It'll be it'll be fun. You know, I, you know what? I, I, that that's interesting. I think uh, so. Let me let me go back. Let me go back here. We don't have to worry about stuff like Star Trek and and Forgotten Realms and Cyberpunk because there's there's already so much space between the the story yeah. and the the setting. And I think that in that second tier, there's enough space. Um, there's enough space that it would that. If you've got players who are interested in the GM, who's interested in you know running stuff in the you know bounty hunter things in Star Wars or in a different time period, um, that's easy. Moving to this this setting where it's it's more difficult or these this level where it's more difficult, um, yeah, I think you've got some really terrific ideas. And then though these ideas could easily apply to other. I mean, you you bring it back to Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. I, I think those ideas apply there brilliantly. Another thing that works well in this is that the the problem you've got, you've kind of said this in the past about Star Trek. If you're playing in a property that people know what is going to happen and when it's going to happen, who's going to do it and who is where, the minute you go, this doesn't happen, then they can't use any of that. Yeah. 
oh, well, you know, such and such a character would never do that. How do you know? Well, because in the film, ah, we're not playing in the films anymore. Such and such a thing here never happened. Han never met Luke. So Han stayed being the, the ruthless bounty hunter that shot first. Of course he did. Not that I'm not still bitter about that. He totally shot first. You know what's wonderful? Yeah, no, I, I tell you, I have, <laughs> I have um, a friend of mine got these DVD copies of the original three movies that are stitched together. I guess there was some project at some group of like people. I don't know who the hell they were. People online. They are the original. They are the movies as were seen in the theaters when they came out originally, but with um but they're cleaned up yeah so they're they're like dvd quality but han shoots first uh you don't have that awful band at jabba's palace in episode <sighs> six um so bad yeah it's so bad and you don't have that awful ewok song at the end of jedi yeah. i mean you, you, you know it's, it's the original it's what i saw in the theaters when i was a kid but it's on dvd and i i have those three it's funny, so, he basically, he, he did make New Hope worse and he yeah. made Return of the Jedi worse. Empire, which was already the best one anyway, he actually made better because all he changed was like sort of little things in the background. Yep. L little things, little subtle things that now he had the budget to make Cloud City look like more look of a really city. really cool. It, yeah. it was little stuff like that. But he didn't change anything, which actually, I guess even when he thought, well, I'm not changing the story here, he massively, I mean, he even realized he got it wrong because Greedo went from shooting, never shooting, to then shooting but somehow missing to then shooting at the same time i think we're now i think we're about the fifth version of this now i think now greedo shoots at the same time uh that's well, why george lucas lost star wars and no we don't want him back because he also gave us jar jumpings we'll anyway just, we, that will not that'll go unmentioned uh, <laughs> that's have, your, have, your counterfactual you could you could you could go ahead have, and have a bounty hunter the, campaign uh, where they go ahead and, and take him out well, unless he was actually a secret Sith all along, like people have assumed, because he inadvertently created the Empire by giving all the power to Palpatine. Yeah. So, but yeah, that sounds a good, that's a good thing, actually. That could be a whole thing. Just, yeah, bounty hunters being hired to catch Jar Jar Binks. And I would say torture him, but torture is normally bad. Yeah. But, You'd get dark side points in the WEG version. Yeah, I'm not sure you would for torturing Jar Jar Binks. I feel that's like light side. Like a greater good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like like you suffer, you would you would get like if this was Modifius, you would have uh you would take mental stress because it's still you're harming someone, but 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 the greater good you would end up getting like uh you would challenge a value in Star Trek adventures, but you'd end up with a determination point for it because it was for the greater good. You nailed Jar Jar's oh. ears to a like a I don't know. Nailed them to a board and like dragged the board around. I don't know. I'll think of something. Again, we, we do not condone torture on this podcast, except for Jar Jar Binks, who is fictional, no, so it's okay. That's right. That's right. Before we get in trouble. Yeah. Maybe I'll clip that off. <laughs> we've just gone off on one now. This is not relevant anymore. We've we no. had a good finishing point and we've just we had a good finishing point. We'll scribble. Yeah, we're just waffling there. Right. I think we got I think we got to we I think we got to a good thing, which didn't just say, don't play these settings, which we almost ended up at one point of just saying, don't play in these settings. It's a bad idea. Uh, right. Uh, I think that'll do it. As always, thank you for listening and feel free to contact us at Fluff and Crunch. That's <clears throat> F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H at Tutanota. 
T-U-T-A-N-O-T-A dot com. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.